0: This is Free Talk Live. It is yet another live Saturday edition of the program. We are here to take your phone calls about whatever you'd like at 855-450-FREE. Though tonight we're going to do something a little unusual and start the show out with a special guest. So if you do call in uh, during our guest, uh, if you have a question for the guest, obviously your call will be given preference. And then, of course, we'll get back to our regular format of you call about anything you want uh, here in a little bit. 855-450-FREE. Tonight we're going to be talking with uh, someone who has been probably the most prolific of all of the people we've had on Free Talk Live. Because we don't really have guests on very often on this show. If you've listened for a while, you know that to be the case. And uh, there's one guy, I think, who, above all the rest of all, everyone we've ever had on has been on more times than all of them, uh, not combined, but no. than every yeah. other guest that we've ever had. He's Jim Babka, and he is from DownsizedDC.org. And, Jim, uh, you and I, we go way back, probably about a decade, uh, over a decade Yeah, now.
1: Yeah, it's at least, yeah, more than, yep.
0: Back, uh, back when the Harry Brown campaign was uh, was getting the ball rolling uh, back in the year 2000 for his second Libertarian Party presidential campaign, back when the Libertarian Party actually uh, you know, gave a damn about principles, uh, when they, <laughs> they actually cared about the idea that we shouldn't aggress against other peaceful human beings – and you were the media man, basically, for the Harry Brown campaign, and I was a media person, and we kind of got together on that basis. And after Harry's campaign was over, you uh, you went off and and kind of did your own thing, and and you launched another organization, which ended up becoming Downsize DC. And ever since then, uh, you've been very busily working to uh, do your best to throw up as much against the wall as possible in uh, in DC, and then att- an attempt to use. Sheer numbers of people who are willing to uh, to take, a, take small actions, but a bunch of people doing small actions together with the the hope of influencing things in the right direction in Washington, D.C. Uh, so before we go on with why we've got you on the show tonight, why don't you give us a little more about what Downsize DC is?
1: Well, DownsizedDC.org is the website. We have a tool called the Educate the Powerful. And every day we communicate with more than 32,000 people. Uh, telling them what the latest thing that Congress is up to, what their latest shenanigans are, or in some cases advancing an agenda that would help to bring about uh, reform. And uh, we believe that uh, we should put pressure on these these members of Congress, that we should withdraw consent from their their bad actions and let them know. And we want to grow so big that uh, they become uncomfortable. In uh, the, the fact, they start to shake in fear when they hear that D.C. downsizers are coming. So this is more about you know, being able to to give uh, a movement that wants to reduce the size, the scope of the federal government, a voice. And the tool that we provide at downsizedc.org is called the Educate the Powerful People. Take the information that we've given them, which often includes a sample letter on the issue at stake, and uh, they craft their own or they send the letter we've given them off to the representative and two senators using our system, which delivers the message in such a way that they know that they're hearing from constituents. Those messages are counted. We've seen where we can have victories in the past. And in fact, one of the things that, as you know, that I'm very, very excited about is we were able to announce this week that one of our signature pieces of legislation, something we drafted uh, to begin to reform how Congress does business and force them to do less business, as it were, uh, is the One Subject at a Time Act. It was introduced in Congress uh, uh, last late last month. Hmm. Uh, it's the One Subject at a Time Act by Congressman Tom Marino of the 10th District in uh, Pennsylvania, and we are going to be shortly announcing a second co-sponsor. So... Uh, this, is, uh, this is an exciting time to be a D.C. downsizer.
2: You know, um, this one subject at a time is I – mean, one of the reasons it's so great is who could disagree with it? So many times Congress will slide some arduous, nasty piece of legislation in on, I don't know, some bill to build a bridge or you know, some budget thing or, or whatever, and people have no idea what's happened.
1: Yeah, we have specific examples of this, and some of them have inspired us along the way. There was childhood education provisions in Obamacare to buy some votes. There was, uh, uh, there was a gun control provision put in in, in in an unrelated bill. We were inspired particularly by the fact that we woke up uh, while Senator Bill Frist, uh, the Republican leader, was still the majority leader in the Senate. Overnight when a port security bill was passed, we woke up the next morning, after it was all over, to find out that he had managed at the last minute to get... a uh, 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 an internet gambling prohibition targeted at online poker players inserted in the bill. Real ID wow. Act had uh, tsunami relief uh it was was in there. It was stalled. both of those things got stuffed in a, an emergency troop appropriation bill. And what happens is that because these bills are sure to pass uh they they basically get to carry along a bunch of things that would not survive if we truly had a representative government system. And so the idea that you were taught when you listen to Schoolhouse Rock growing up on Saturday morning cartoons that somehow or other it was a a majority that made this decision, it's just not true. And we need to change it back to that. This is the way the Congress operated. Forty five states have either a a rule, I'm sorry, a law or a constitutional provision, more than 40 of a constitutional provision saying that there can only be one subject in legislation before their body. Mm. And Congress needs to get back to that simple principle.
0: Sounds like a reasonable thing to do. So people can go to downsizedc.org to get signed up receive the downsizer dispatch, and be kept in the loop on how to help with these things. And usually helping means just going to the Downsize DC website, click a link in the, the email, and then right. essentially you've got an account there. It's it, it, Basically what your system does is it goes to each of the re- so-called representatives' pages and fills out their web form uh, for the person. This is the fastest and easy, easiest way to f- to write a letter to your congress critter.
1: Right. Yeah, we call, it, we call it bathrobe activism. You can do it with a few <laughs> clicks of your keyboard and on your mouse and you're all done.
0: I love that. But that—that's not the reason, you know. Just—just to to pimp downsized DC here tonight is not the reason that we're having you on. You sent out an email this week to uh, the the downsizers that I thought was particularly interesting because you're—you're trying to bring people together who are normally not, you know, I guess strange bedfellows might be uh, an an accurate term. Uh, You're—you're reaching out to non-believers, and you, Jim Babka, are a very devout Christian, from my understanding. But you're reaching out to non-believers, and Downsize DC is not a Christian organization because you work with uh, another guy named, named Perry, and I guess he's a, he is a non-believer. So uh, this is a completely non-partisan, uh, non you know not one religion sort of organization.
1: Yeah, non-denominational, non-sectarian, non creedal, whatever you want to call it. Right.
0: Right. So you've uh, you're reaching out. You've got this plan to. I guess try to talk to Christians about the golden rule. And I guess what what kind of precipitated this was the whole Ron Paul debate in South Carolina. And I have to say that since we talked about Harry Brown earlier, whenever I see Ron Paul on television in one of these debates, I just – I, I just, you know, I, I envision this is what Harry Brown would have wanted, wanted to see, uh, because I always, whenever I saw Harry Brown uh, doing his third party debates, because they, they'll never let the third parties into the mainstream right. debates, I always thought, boy, it sure would be cool to see Harry Brown debate the uh, Republicans and Democrats. And here we actually have someone who's very, very close uh, to Harry Brown's viewpoints, uh, you know, on the national stage, talking about the ideas of liberty, which just it makes my heart swoon uh, when Ron Paul does that stuff, especially when he gets Ian. up.
1: Cool. Ian, I can't help wishing that it was Harry that was up there doing it, sure. because as you recall, there was nobody better at this. He knew how to deliver a thirty or sixty second answer to every oh, yeah. question, and he always smacked it out of the park.
0: He sure did. Uh, Ron Paul's pretty good though, and I'll, I'll take him. Uh, so I've I've certainly given to the Ron Paul campaign and uh, support. Every time he knocks it out of the park up there, I'm just so happy. Like when he says stuff like "government is force" on national television. I mean, you just right. That's that's worth a lot of money to me. So uh, so it was in South Carolina where Ron Paul started talking about the golden rule in uh, in its application to foreign policy and there were, it sounded like and obviously they didn't show the audience so you couldn't see how many people were creating this noise you know it may have only been a small amount but it sounded large a lot of people started booing Ron Paul when he was talking about very simple idea of hey treat your neighbor as you would want to be treated would you want to be treated the way that uh, the US government is treating these people in the milit- uh, in the Middle East uh, essentially, and people were booing him. And so you were kind of responding to that. What, what's going on?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, th- there were two things I observed. If you notice the exact timing of, of the, the, or the cadence of the whole of moment, uh, the, the boos started immediately after he said, we should have a golden rule in foreign policy. Pause. And the boos began. That's when they began. So the, he uttered the word golden rule, and something came out of them. And two, instinctively, I recognize that of all the states that we've had so far, this is the most Bible Beltish of all of them. Mm. Uh, this is a very conservative state. Bob Jones University is,
0: is headquartered there.
1: And so I thought, you know, these are Christians likely. These are church-going people that are booing. And that immediately set me to thinking.
0: Let's talk more about what you've got going on. Cause I think it's pretty exciting. And I think it's great because you're bringing Christians and non-believers together, which is, of course, one of the things that the liberty movement is great at doing is bringing people who are of disparate viewpoints together for the same goal of, well, leaving people alone. More with Jim Babka here in a moment. 855-450. Free if you've got a question. Free talk. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything that you want. Live, Saturday edition. Feel free number 855-453. That's one 450 3733 Though if you have a question for our special guest, Jim Babka from DownsizedDC.org, you'll certainly be given priority at uh, this time because he's on with us, and we're going to get back to that conversation in just a moment. Now that the holidays have come and gone, it's time to get serious about
2: your New Year's resolutions. For 2012, resolve to protect your most valuable asset, your family. Daily, we hear about all the things happening around the world that are destabilizing unemployment, food shortages, natural disasters, people rioting in the streets in uh, other countries. For my preparation, I recommend WiseFoodStorage.com dot wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness and individual metal mylar pouches. You can prepare the meals. Uh, usually they serve two or four right in the package just by adding water. If you've got hot water, it's better. But, uh, you know, in, in a crisis, you could just add water. Uh, they carry a 25-year shelf life. They come in stackable totes, make it convenient for you. Just put them in the garage or the basement, wherever it's convenient for you. And you'll be ready Whenever, you know, say the the snowstorm comes like happens out in Denver. There's going to be people cut off out there. Visit WiseFoodStorage.com today. Request a free entree sample. Try it out for yourself. Uh, you just go to WiseFoodStorage.com or call 855-FOOD-WISE. Mention Free Talk Live when you do, and that way you can get a free free sample. When you buy, use coupon code FTL. in Free Talk Live for no-cost shipping on any order. It's WiseFoodStorage.com,
0: 855-FOOD-WISE. We're talking with Jim Babka from org. Also want to invite you over to our website, freetalklive.com, where you can get interactive in various different ways. One of them is the bulletin board system where you can uh, – it's essentially our forum. You can post to other Free Talk Live listeners there and get interactive with them. Plus grab uh, show notes as well when those are available over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Da- okay, org. Jim Babka is here. Uh, Jim, you are a very – from what I can tell, a pretty devout Christian – you're a guy that uh, you know, holds that particular belief system very near and dear to your heart. And uh, you're the head of DownsizedDC.org. But as you said, it is a you know, nonpartisan, non-denominational, non-sectarian organization. So there are people involved who are not Christians, uh, like Perry Willis, who is one of the, uh, the other guys that's you know, pretty high up over there at DownsizedDC.
1: And- yeah, let's be clear. I want to be clear. He's a skeptic. I mean, he doesn't even believe that Jesus actually existed. I mean, that's how, how different we are in our view on that. But we both agree that it's wrong to initiate force on other people, and that brings us together.
0: I love that about the liberty movement, uh, that people who have different religious viewpoints, or none at all, can still get together and still work together on achieving more liberty in our lifetime, because we all understand that if we truly want to be free someday, then we have to allow others to be free as well. And It's, it's exciting, the uh, the project that you guys are embarking upon, and it's all predicated on the Ron Paul Speech or not speech, but the Ron Paul appearance in South Carolina, where he was booed for mentioning the Golden Rule when it applies, as it applies to or should apply to foreign policy, that kind of got you thinking. And what was it that you came up with?
1: Well, you know, we we just, you know we had to have an internal discussion too about whether we wanted to go this direction. And I noticed in something that you just said, Ian, that you just gave a different version of the Golden Rule. You, you're it's a law of reciprocity, and that is basically if you want to be treated a certain way, that you first. You first have to go this way. We know this from game theory. We know this from uh, just about virtually every religious system. We know this from several philosophical systems. Uh, This law is about about as immutable as gravity. And and, uh, so you don't need to be of a particular religious system. But it bothered me in particular that these are words of Jesus Christ. And because they're his words, they should have some weight with people who claim to be his disciples right. and so I began asking why would they boo at the first instance of golden rule now the, the thing that I came up with was there was a degree uh, of cognitive dissonance uh, basically they're holding two conflicting ideas in their head and and to take this one step further uh, people who are following the Prince of Peace uh, are the people who are uh, in the event Christian right or evangelical movement in this country are very active politically and I'm going to make a very bold claim here. If it were not for them, if it were not for this class of people, we would not be at war with as many countries as we are right now. We would not be in the wars that we are in at the moment in particular, which are targeted at Muslim nations, mm. uh, that, that uh, they have been the most active Ovid supporters of the neocon movement. The neocon movement could not survive without people who believe inherently that we must be at war uh, probably on behalf of Israel, but just because we generally have a war or a crusade of some kind going on against Islam. So we yep. decided to go in and, and, and address this issue um, in a head-on way, in a way, in language that they would understand.
2: You know, um, I, I would say that a lot of Americans would say, uh, if, if one used the term crusade, they'd say, but there's no crusade going on here. Mm-hmm. However, I would bet if you talk, talk to a lot of people in the Middle East, about right. the idea of crusades that they would say absolutely this is a crusade and you know if one's one's religion informs one's philosophy i mean hopefully your religion is your philosophy if you've got a religion but it's at the very least it informs one's philosophy and if uh, you know one's philosophy is informed by one's religion then there and one's philosophy is what drives one's foreign policy then it is safe to say that you know to some extent this is a couched crusade if uh, evangelicals uh, are a voting block, and i would say that few would say otherwise And that they, you know, on the Republican side, and the Republican side, say, is uh, more, you know, interested in an aggressive foreign policy, then I can totally see why somebody would draw the conclusion that the United States is on a crusade against Islam.
1: Yeah, the culture in the Middle East is a very old culture, uh, very different from ours. Uh, They have very, very long memories. They don't have this, although this is beginning to change, they don't have the same media we do and the same approach to life that we do. And so... You know, they they basically think that you know the, the the Christian West has never left, and so uh, you know, getting we thought that what we this cognitive dissonance that showed up was actually a maybe a slight you know scratch on the conscience, a slight you know, hey, how dare you use Jesus' words? I'm busy being angry at my enemy here, and so we've decided that we were kind of stepping in the breach, and we would we would address this head on. So the piece that we sent out, very unusual for us. I quoted multiple pieces of scripture, it was an open letter, and it asked important questions too, even practical ones, such as, was Jesus Christ naive when he advocated this? Was Ron Paul naive? Did this not apply on a foreign policy basis? We tried to answer questions that may actually be going through people's minds. We've seen evidence that this has been discussed all over the Internet now, Uh, We've actually gotten a lot of positive feedback, far more than I expected, actually, Mm. and very little negative feedback, Uh, although I I will tell you in some of the forums where this is being debated, obviously there's some people who've been very resistant to it, but the feedback that's come to us has been almost entirely positive, and and we've seen it reposted in several places. That was my goal. Let's start a discussion. I'd be happy to get any of the particulars of it that you want to, but our real goal was to get this piece out there, which we call booing the golden rule, and Have people have a debate about it? Have people have a discussion about it?
0: Now, where can people go to uh, to read your piece?
1: Right now, it's the featured piece at downsizedcfoundation.org. It's downsizedcfoundation.org. It also appears; it's linked from down to the homepage at downsizedc.org at the moment. But if they go to downsizedcfoundation.org, it's right at the top of the page.
0: Want to come back? Uh, you can stick with us for the whole hour, right, Jim?
1: Yeah, I could
0: do another uh, another segment. All right, perfect. Hang on, more with uh, Jim Babka here in a moment. If you've got a question for him, eight uh, five five four fifty free. We've been critiqued for being harsh on uh, Christians on this show, and I think that uh, some of them really deserve uh, some harshness. I think it's a valid critique on Free Talk Live. We'll come back with more eight five five four fifty free because many of them have lost their. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, and bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll free line. one 450 3733 And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, as every talk show website should be. But a lot of them want to charge you for their site. So go over there and enjoy. You can actually create the content of the site Submit things to it, and then other listeners can vote up or down whether they like or dislike them. The most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the website, thereby giving it more exposure, uh, making it more likely. We'll talk about it on the air. Go to freetalklive.com and get interactive.
2: If you're interested in procuring camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear – there's a website you need to know about, and you know every every business needs its unique selling proposition. The unique selling proposition of ManVentureOutpost.com dot com is service and value. They uh, they they offer the The name brands and the things you want as far as uh, camping, hunting, shooting, or survival gear goes knives, ammunition scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, much more they offer it at prices that you 've likely never seen before um, the I have several friends who are interested in these kind of things. They've gone on there. They were stunned by the prices at manventureoutpost.com. They're members in good standing the Better Business Bureau. They're family-owned and operated. They've got prices so low, in some cases they can't even mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. And, you know, 5% doesn't seem like a lot to a lot of people, but it's because these prices are already so low. Go over to manventureoutpost.com. Check them out. Uh, Use coupon code FTL when you buy. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com.
0: All right. So we're going to continue here. We'll take your calls. uh, Obviously, about what you want, we're going to wrap up with uh, Jim Babka from DownsizedDC.org. Because I think that what Jim's doing is pretty exciting. When I saw the email come out, I thought, wow, we've got to have Jim on and talk about this. uh, Because you're bringing nonbelievers together with Christians uh, and presumably other religious people that might want to get involved in promoting this, uh, the idea of bringing Christians back to what the Golden Rule is all about, or at least some of them, because it seems like a lot of them have lost their way and, uh, and gotten involved in another religion, Jim. We've we've been uh, pretty critical of Christians, uh, a lot of Christians on this show. Obviously, there's still some Christians that adhere to uh, the teachings of Jesus, but many of them have been very, very lost. And they've, uh, they've kind of gotten, they've fallen in with a, another religion, and that is the religion of the state. You were talking earlier about how uh, they they have cognitive dissonance due to two competing belief systems, and essentially that's what it is on one hand you've got them saying that they you know believe in Jesus Christ and they want to follow his example, but on the other hand uh they you know worship idols like uh, like the flag and uh, you know they worship the military and and the killing and the you know the the taking of life that they're doing around the world. There's some real problems there isn't there
1: there is it's, it is a big problem, and you know what was important to us in this piece that we wrote, and one of the reasons I would recommend it to somebody who is not maybe as familiar with these topics as I am having grown up in it and being a part of it <clears throat> is that what i've tried that what we tried to do in the piece that we wrote here was take uh, their concerns seriously we tried to you know address questions like you know was was is there a, is, is, why is there a disconnect we wanted to deal with you know was Jesus being naive and, you know it's really interesting uh the the Jesus' utterance of the golden rule comes from Matthew, and, and some and probably one of the most difficult passages in Scripture uh, that even Christians themselves have a hard time understanding. How the, you know how do we apply these things? How literally do we take everything that's being said here? Because it's pretty strong. Uh, he, he used very uh, colorful, extreme language in this particular section and very challenging ideas, um, but. He was challenging us to listen to our enemies, to consider their concerns and treat them the way that we want to be treated. He even suggested going the extra mile with one of them or turning the other cheek. Now, we took seriously that, you know, there is a role for government that's laid out in the Bible. It comes in Romans 13, a very famous passage, and it says that the, the power of government exists, that it's called a sword. Today we'd call it a gun. Uh, or a bomb, and it exists to be a terror to evildoers. And, you know, we could get into a whole discussion on what evil is, but immediately preceding that passage in Romans 13 comes this in Romans 12: Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, you know, I could go on, but the point was that there, that that uh, we should, I think, and this is just being practical at the end of the day. But here it is in the Bible try to find out what it is that's made our enemies mad at us before uh... going to war try if you can to avoid it try to have a dialogue and if there's something that you can do course correction that you could have maybe you weren't aware of do that and i think this is so vitally important because if you talk to most people in the country today christian and non-christian alike and you ask them about what's going on in the middle east they don't know very very important vital things they don't know what was in osama bin Laden's, laden's fatwa the, the, their declaration of war, as it will, where he basically laid out his case to the entire world uh, and said, hey, you know, here's w- here are our grievances. Here are the reasons we're upset. Most people don't know what those reasons are. Uh, it, none of them are the ones that you've been told on Sean Hannity's show, for example. Sure. Wait, you mean uh,
0: it's not because they hate McDonald's and Britney Spears that it might actually, in point of fact, be because the U.S. military has been meddling and killing people over there for decades? They hate our freedom. You-
1: Right, right. You know what? It might have been in an earlier draft, but it wasn't in the file. It wasn't in the published <laughs> version, okay? And so, you know, they don't know that. They don't know crucial distinctions within Islam. They don't know a difference between a Shia and a Sunni. They don't know the various factions within the Sunni. They don't understand the different interpretations. Uh, they don't understand, for example, the difference between a Persian and an Arab. And they don't understand our sordid history in places like Iran, that we've overthrown the government there, and that overthrow that overthrow uh, a democratically elected government, installed a, a brutal dictator who would, who gave us better terms on oil, and uh, and that the people rose up in resentment and threw and, and took over our embassy, which had been the headquarters of the coup uh, just you know a little little more than 25 years before, and so lots of people don't know these very very important things, and we're saying, hey, you know what? We ought to try to find out what's motivating it first. That might be the most cost-effective, efficient, bloodless way we might be able to spare our own sons and daughters if we'd stopped and breathed and did that first.
0: So you're asking, uh, Jim, for people's help in getting this particular essay out that you've written to Christians. Uh, It's, as you said, over at DownsizedDCFoundation.org. And yes, it's and I a, was
1: wrong by the way. It's the second link on the page at the moment.
0: Second link down. It's titled "Would Jesus Have Booed Ron Paul's Golden Rule for Foreign Policy?" And in there, you get you know kind of deep into some scripture, and you, you really talk talk to the Christians in, in language that hopefully they can understand. But you're asking for non-believers to pass this link on as well as well as other Christians to pass this link on to their Christian friends or family members that might have uh, maybe been a little confused or a lot confused about uh, what's going on in this, this whole situation.
1: Yeah, I think that what I've and I'm trying to say this to, to, to brag in any way, but I think what I've done, because I'm a part of the, that culture and I understand that culture quite well, is that I've spoken to them in their language. I've spoken to them in a way that perhaps a non-believer cannot, uh, either for mm-hmm. credibility reasons or because they're not familiar with all of the ins and outs that might have been brought up there. I, I came in and spoke to them on their terms. I've agreed to be bound by the same rules that, that they w- would suggest I should be bound by. And so... In that arena, I've given them an answer, and it's a tool now—a tool that you can use to begin to talk to them. And the benefits here are important for believer and non-believer alike. The system that you guys advocate on a on a routine basis here on this show, that uh, Free Keen is advocating, that so much of the good movement up there in the Free State Project is advocating, is designed on the notion of the Golden Rule. It really is. It's the yep. law of reciprocity. It's the law of. I'm going to leave you alone because that's how I get left alone. I get my freedom by giving you yours first. I get my peace by leaving you, by, by, by trying to understand you. And so those are the things that we're. The golden rule is just so universal. It's so important. It's beyond one sect or one religion. We've got to bring this ethic to a lot of things. And the more it happens, you know, this is what I want to get to the point. I want to get to the point where the people who are, who are abusing this, who work for the state, begin to feel shame working for the state, and know that everybody around them is looking at them and saying they should be ashamed. I want them to feel that. If the golden rule was a dominant rule in our society and people really tried to live by it, it'd be a radically different place.
0: Awesome. I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, uh, Jim. And again, people can go to DownsizedDCFoundation.org to easily find uh, this article. Again, it's called Would Jesus Abooed Ron Paul's Golden Rule for Foreign Policy? Second link down uh, at this moment. DownsizedDCFoundation.org. And then, of course, you can also go to DownsizedDC.org and get signed up for the Downsizer Dispatch and follow what Jim and the crew over there is up to. And, of course, I know you'll keep in touch with us, Jim. Hope to see you you back yep, up here in the shire hope to see you back up here in the shire sooner rather than later man all
1: right i look forward to it and thanks for this opportunity tonight
0: yes sir keep up the good work out there and thank you sir 855-450-FREE the toll-free number you are welcome to share your thoughts on this matter christians losing their way or whatever's on your mind this is the live saturday edition of free talk live toll free 1-855-450-3733 free talk live This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453. It's a live Saturday edition of the program, and as usual, it's Ian with you. And Mark. 1-855-453. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. You'd like quick access to the streams and the podcast. Just go to M, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. That's M dot freetalklive.com.
2: If you're a cigarette smoker... There is a product out there you should try. It's called the e-cigarette, and um, there's different varying degrees of of these e-cigarettes. Some are better and some are worse. And one of the best-made ones on the market today is a Vaporsmiths.com's e-cigarette. It has a booster in it that allows you to get a better pull on the vapor. And the difference between an e-cigarette and a regular cigarette is e-cigarettes only contain nicotine. You're addicted to nicotine, not all those other chemicals in the cigarette. Those chemicals tend to be carcinogenic and... By some measures, the e-cigarette is twenty-two thousand times healthier than a cigarette, and that's a big difference. Also, it's cheaper; it costs less, uh, less uh, about less than half. Uh, Forty cartomizers, which is a cartomizer, contains about as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. Forty cartomizers cost seventy bucks. You can't get 40 packs of cigarettes for 70 bucks, even in like South Carolina. I mean, you know, where the, wherever the cheapest cigarettes are, you can't get them. Uh, you can get a free starter kit, which contains two e-cigarettes and a charger from vaporsmiths.com. They'll give you the e-cigarette for free. All you have to do is buy 40 cardamizers. They'll give you free shipping and a free starter kit. It's a great deal. I mean, you'll already, you'll, you'll start feeling better, being healthier, uh, smelling better and having more money in your pocket. It, you ought to give it a try vaporsmiths.com if you don't have uh, internet access or it's easier to make a telephone call 8552 get vapor vaporsmiths.com 8552 get vapor use coupon code FTL to get the free starter kit
0: all right so we'll continue here and take your calls 855-450-FREE is the number here let's go to ladies first Rachel listening in West Virginia to WVTS in Charleston Rachel you're on free talk live
4: Oh, hello, guys. How are you? Hi,
0: Rachel. What's on your mind tonight?
4: Oh, I just wanted to give you guys uh, kudos for bringing to my attention what's happening to our free press. I listened to your show two nights ago where you talked about that 178 countries were ranked, and we went from 20 to
0: 47. uh, 47. That's right. The U.S. press freedom. freedom. The ranking compared to all the rest of the world. Pretty sad, huh?
4: Well, actually, it was so sad I was kind of in denial. And I checked around, and I found out that – I mean, I didn't – I was just kind of in shock, really. Sure. But two days ago, a man was arrested in Congress. He was trying – a reporter was trying to cover fracking and make a documentary. Mm -hmm.
0: And they didn't like his viewpoint.
4: Well, he was in Congress to cover the – and they took him out in handcuffs.
0: Sure enough. And we just talked yesterday about our uh, friend uh, Carlos Miller, who has been arrested in Miami for simply trying to photograph uh, the police as they were uh, rousting out the Occupy Miami folks. I myself have been threatened multiple times uh, by the police for recording video. Our friend Jason Talley from TV is currently facing criminal charges for recording video inside a court lobby. I mean, it just never ends. There's no shortage. In fact, if you go to Carlos Miller's blog, Photography is Not a Crime, it's carlosmiller.com. There is no – I mean, he just – every single week there's multiple stories about reporters either being threatened or actually har- arrested or having their cameras you know stolen uh, by the police it's just it's happening everywhere in fact it's 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 happening so frequently it's not even becoming newsworthy anymore yeah. simply because it's so uh so common rachel thank you for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you we live in a you. country
2: now where the arrest of photographers and reporters is not news for doing their jobs is not news
0: Right, and uh, we continue here with your thoughts and your calls. Let's go to Carl, listening to WBCK in Battle Creek, Michigan. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Uh, Good evening. I wanted to uh, commend your uh, program uh, theme this evening, and uh, especially from uh, the perspective of uh, uh, the uh, Religious Society of Friends and uh, the Mennonite uh, tradition, uh, which has been often overlooked uh, in Uh, American history and uh, uh, sociology and um, political science. Uh, What has uh, uh, apparently happened is that we have forgotten that uh, Christ said, uh, love your enemies, do good to those who despitefully use you. Uh, Not only have we neglected uh, to uh, uh, follow that precept, but we have also uh, ignored the other, another precept which is to uh, which is this one uh, uh do good to uh, all those uh, especially those of the household of faith uh and this applies to the
2: uh the household of present, what
5: uh, build up to the civil war in Syria uh there are uh millions of christians in the middle east and uh, many of them have found refuge Uh, in Syria for the last uh, 10 years in the aftermath of the uh, Iraq War and the Armenian Genocide. And uh, we have uh, uh, not even heard uh, any uh, discussion of their plight uh, in the press, uh, uh, in uh, any uh, of the uh, media, such as the BBC and uh, the other ones, uh, why well, it's, is this, um, It's hard
2: to get press into Syria right now um, to give to, to give anyone's plight. But there's been uh, some. Is it Nestorian Christians? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Or Coptic Coptic Christians in Egypt that have been, uh, you know, really treated poorly since the um, you know since the the overthrow of the uh, Mubarak regime in, uh, last year. So you know, I mean, these some of these things are true you know i see these things going on in syria and i say to myself you know what 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 can we you know the collective we what can we do about this and it seems to me rather than getting uh the the un was uh, the 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 security council was talking about going in there using force against uh the Syrian regime in order to get this to to, to stop. It seems to me that it's the immigration policies of free nations like the United States which really are the problem here.
0: Right. These people could escape
2: to this country if we actually had free immigration. Right. If if religious organizations could bring a boat over there and uh, just fill it up with people that wanted to get the heck out of Syria and bring them here for a better life, I'm not suggesting you give them anything for free. I'm just suggesting giving them the opportunity to achieve the American Dream open up the immigration for for these refugees, and you would see I, I you'd see great results rather than having to employ the military to go in and you know you're so, uh, you 're always going to hit collateral damage kill people I, I hate using the term collateral damage murder innocent people uh, by using the military just allow people to escape there
5: yes, and uh, we do have um, many uh, relief organizations uh, that are uh, attempting uh, to uh, offer uh, succor to uh, those who are uh, refugees in the Middle East, but right now uh, the uh, imperative here is to prevent uh, a a repetition of the situation that obtained in Iraq in which uh, tens of thousands of uh, Chaldean uh, and uh, Nestorian Christians uh, have suffered immensely and have become, in a sense, refugees, many of them, uh, who are welcomed into Syria uh, and were provided uh, with the, uh, livelihood, uh, basic livelihood and security and uh, freedom uh, in Syria under the present regime.
0: Carl, I, uh, I have now- concerns for anybody that's uh, that's being oppressed around the world, and I think Mark's solution is, is a darn good one. Unfortunately, the political establishment isn't interested in hearing stuff like that. And I thank you for the call no. and bringing that forward tonight, 855-450-FREE. It's not every day you hear the word sucker on the radio, is it? That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Earl listening in South Carolina at WRNN on the Myrtle Beach area. Hey, Earl, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Uh, When Ron Paul spoke the other night here in South Carolina, uh, there were people that moved him over the golden rule, and uh, I kind of got upset because most of these people were diehard Republican-like. I try to keep an open mind, but I didn't even thought we belonged in Afghanistan kind of in the first place. Uh, mm. They defeated the Soviet Union and the Taliban, and, and I don't know what our reason reason is for being over there anyway.
0: Well, I mean, you could speculate. To... You could say that it's uh, you know it's for oil. You could say that it's for the military industrial complex, strategic military location. Uh but it's certain. Yeah, it certainly doesn't have anything to do with liberty or freedom, or in, and right. it definitely has nothing to do with uh, the principles that Jesus taught.
6: Well, I'm 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 more afraid of of I believe in you know separation of church and state and our forefathers most a lot of them were Christians all of them I don't think were but they they sure laid out the best plan there ever was but um, I understand I was stationed in uh, Morocco I've been stationed in Turkey and um, from the military thing we went to. Uh Turkey was to protect the oil uh, yep.
7: uprising. For all, up.
0: the, for all the stationing that they've been doing with troops over all the years, the world doesn't have any more liberty because of it. That's for darn sure. I thank you, Earl, uh, for the call and the thoughts tonight here. eight five five four fifty free is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. You don't spread liberty by the sword. You spread liberty by setting an example. Hour number two is next. 855-453, you take control. Free Talk Live.
2: The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is here for you, 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and we give them all away the to you. Once again, freetalklive.com is where you can go. Get interactive uh, with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can create the content of the site. You find something online you want to share with our listeners, you submit it as show prep, and then others vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So go ahead and get on over there. Get interactive. It's all free, freetalklive.com. By the way, uh, Mark, we had somebody call in. They didn't want to stay online. They just had a quick question about Vaporsmiths.com. They were wondering what the the toll-free number was. So if you happen to have that eight five five two 855 get vapor
2: That's the numeral to get vapor. 855 get vapor for vaporsmith or Vaporsmiths.com. There you go. you got to use coupon code FTL to get the, uh, the offer.
0: The free deal? Yep. All right. So let's go to the phones and the fun. You can bring up anything you want. Greg is listening in Elizabeth City, North Carolina uh, to, I believe you're listening to WNIS out of Norfolk. Go ahead, Greg. You're on Free Talk Live.
8: Yes. You you to open your Bible before you spew stuff out of
9: your mouth. There's nobody that idolizes the flag. I disagree with the war in Iraq. I support Israel's right to defend itself. I don't think there's any murder. I don't have a problem with the Muslim religion. I have a problem with radical Muslims. I'm a Christian. I do not idolize a flag. Great, I'm a d- former you- Marine. I defended our country. Do you stand, okay. in, do I you do stand up? I do not the flag. Do, I support great. the right. I appreciate that. Now, yourself. I'd like to ask I you really a question say. about
0: that. Uh, by the way, who's what shouting you- in the background? Oh, he just dropped off. Because guess so, he didn't want to answer any questions about whether or right. not he idolizes the so, flag. So I'd
2: like to defend the statement of uh, idolizing the flag. Um, and by idolizing, I mean it is, an, it is a graven image. Um, what does know, that mean, uh, graven image? That, that's what um, – in the Ten Commandments, you're not to make graven images. Uh, Mark,
0: why don't you open the Bible before you spew out of your mouth?
2: Right. Um, so, you know, and I'm sure that God has just as many problems with uh, – You have read the Bible, idols, right? uh, Yeah, three times through and okay, then just uh, seven sure. times for the New Testament. Um, so, so graven image. Right. Uh, so I mean I'm sure God has just as many problems as something carved out of stone and carved out of wood as He does made out of fabric that you worship. Now I mean you know a prayer could take all c- kinds of forms. In the cl- Catholic Church you I mean it's practically like aerobics. You got to get down on your knees. You got to raise your hands. I mean I've I've gone and done these things. I mean it's a, it's it's a workout. Um you know some churches you just sit in the pew and pray. Different people pray in different ways. The Muslims they uh, the the Jews daven which they you know rock back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muslims uh, you know they get down they, they're on Mecca. their knees they're up down and doing the whole thing that they 're doing i mean you 're telling me that standing, putting your hand over your heart and reciting a, 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 a you know this this litany every single day right after you do the prayer, first you say the our Father, then you put your hand over your heart i mean it 's really this it 's similar stuff i can I, I totally agree that it's a, it is a prayer now I can see why some people say it 's not, but it's, you're pledging yourself to an inanimate object. Yeah, here. Right. And uh, the thing I'd like to talk about the pledge is what other country has a pledge of allegiance?
0: I feel like there's something out there that's similar.
2: There is a there is uh, Australia has a little pledge thing, but they don't have school kids say it every morning. Is that right? Uh, The United States is the only country in the world that has one of these things. This pledge was created by a national socialist flag salesman in the late 19th century. This was uh, our founding fathers. George Washington did not put his hand over his heart and pledge allegiance to a flag. Abraham Lincoln did not put his hand over his heart and pledge allegiance to a flag. I mean this is essentially you know flags have always banner flags and banners have always been uh the marks of a military military uh, you know generals say this is your flag soldier you fight for that flag you protect that flag that standard that banner you protect it at all costs that's why there's a guy who has no weapon uh, you know marching along because that thing is a, a nearly a religious object mm. to have turned that over to a civilian situation and having uh, school kids recite a pledge to the flag it is is a
0: singular sort of thing and it's clearly a religious object look in the way it's treated i mean they have all these different provisions that you, you have to f- fold the flag you have to f- fly it right. it cannot right. fly if it touches in the, dark. the
2: ground it, it must be burned right. but it must know, be, like, the right. american legion has all these things you can't you fly burn it at night without having a light on it if uh, you can't, burn you a bible pull it down in the
0: rain if you burn a bible christians get very upset and if you burn a flag religious believers in the state get very upset and usually mean, it's, the same same folks, yeah. it's the same thing it's the same thing so eight five five four fifty free, and I realize that last caller uh, was very upset because he's feeling the cognitive dissonance, likely of the fact that we we've, we've you know made this clear to him. Hey, look, you're violating your own religious tenets if you claim to be a Christian by standing up and worshiping and and, and you know speaking this mantra at this flag. On yep. a daily basis or whenever it is that you, uh, you are asked to do it or required allegedly to do it, you are violating your own religious tenets. And clearly if you come to the – if you realize somewhere internally that, oh my god, what they're saying is right, uh, then you don't want to come to that realization because it means you've been wrong this whole time. It means you've been doing something that is in violation of your own be- supposed belief system probably for your whole life ever since you were in elementary school.
2: Yeah. And that's shocking. Some people will say that um, that uh, the flag is a pledge like marriage is a pledge. Well, marriage is a pledge to another person of uh, an equal person you're making or, you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, Abraham had a a legitimate marriage to two people or three or whatever. Um, So multiple, multiple spouses doesn't bother me. But it's a pledge to equals to work together, whereas the pledge to the flag is a pledge to. A government. It is a pledge to a republic. And um you know, so that is a pledge to something greater. And that is just as a prayer would be.
0: Let's go to you and your thoughts here at 855 uh, 450 free. Would would fealty be the right word, Mark? Fidelity to a Lord as far as I'd what say you do that's with the precisely what it is. Let's talk to Andrew, listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk, listening in Colorado. Hey Andrew.
10: Hey, how's it going? What's uh it- I was just calling about the last caller who ran it and hung up. Yes. Um, I think he was wrong in a lot of sense. Um, idolizing the flag, you know, some people do. I don't. I idolize the fact that I am a United States citizen. I serve my country. And uh, now,
0: when, I'm when you say you're, a, well, I'm going to call you out. When you say you're a United States citizen, what does that mean?
10: Well, I mean, I'm 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 an American citizen. I'm I was born in America, raised in America. So, if you're freedom. a citizen,
0: I get what you're saying. This is common common misunderstanding. Uh, I used to think the way you did too. Well, if you are a citizen, you must be able to define what a citizen is. So can you do that?
10: Well, not necessarily. I'm just saying you know I'm proud to, to live where I live.
0: Fair enough.
2: I like, I like this spot, too. Um, and, but I think that there's this, this funny term, citizen. Black's Law Dictionary defines a citizen as – and I'm just going to uh, you know, wing it. Any
0: dictionary defines yeah, it like
2: Wing this. it uh, basically the, as a person who owns a duty of allegiance in exchange for a pledge of protection – a pledge of allegiance for a duty of protection or whatever it is. Now, the United States Supreme Court – and frankly – courts all over the world, have said that they have no duty to protect you. Um, If you call 911 and they don't show up, you can't sue them, whereas you could sue, say, a private company that you were paying to protect you. So since the government has no obligation to protect you and you just have a duty of allegiance, you're not a citizen, you're a serf.
0: Okay. Just figured we'd let you know. All right, so go ahead with your point. Okay, um...
10: You know, what are you saying about, you know, he doesn't believe in the war? You know, not a lot of military do, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. uh, especially Iraq. Iraq was taken completely wrong. Afghanistan's at least kind of taken a little bit different. Different scenario, you know. It's not just go in and blow shit up. Oh, we can't up. let you say
0: that on the radio. Bye-bye. But thanks for the call tonight. appreciate Appreciation. Extreme from you know. talk. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty extreme. Unfortunately, uh, not even the XM audience gets to hear what he said because <laughs> XM pulls the same feed as the rest of our radio stations yes. do, and uh, unfortunately, we have to protect their uh, licenses from a bunch of uh, uppity people who have problems with four-letter words. 855-453 is the toll-free number here tonight. You can bring up anything, but uh, this is uh, a national radio show and unfortunately there are certain groups like the parents television council out there that make it their business to try to control what other people can hear on the radio so it's not something i want to do in having to uh, drop stuff like that off the air but something we got to do yep it you know and you know when people are passionate sometimes things like that slip out 450 free is the toll free number so you can bring up anything hey you know something else since we've been talking about the pledge it's worth a mention those of you out there who are like all upset that we're talking out against the pledge, did you know that when the pledge started, the old motion for it used to be to hold one's hand out kind of over your head, sort of kind up like in the, the air? Nazi salute. Yeah, just like the Nazi, the, the fascist uh, salute. Yeah, did you know that? It's true. You can actually find photos of it like that online. 855 453 from way back. More come up. Free Talk Live.
3: BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by El Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com.
0: is Free Talk Live. Toll free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. We've got a lot of them, and they include news updates. You want to be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live? You can do that in various different ways. We have email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever works best for you. They're all free. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up. That's news.freetalklive.com.
2: If you want to get
0: your liberty message out to thousands
2: of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece, get the bumper stickers from libertystickers.com. You can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings over there. I like to go and just page through the bumper stickers and read them. They're quite witty or um, insightful and uh, you know it's, it's ironic. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. It's libertystickers.com. dot com. They have uh, bulk buying programs in case you want to sell them at your you know your your flea market booth or a gun shop or your retail store, whatever, it's libertystickers.com.
0: Or like us, we give them away. We got our stickers that you can get for free over promote.freetalklive.com from Liberty Stickers. I
2: did not mention that. You can have uh, bumper stickers made for your your church or your business or
0: uh, band or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So our number here, 855-450-FREE. We go right back into your phone calls about what you want. Let's talk to Chris listening in Charleston, South Carolina to WSCFM. Hey, Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight?
11: I'm just calling in about the issue uh, with the flag and how you guys are saying it's unChristian to, uh, I guess, pledge of allegiance to the flag. Is that correct?
0: I, I think so. I,
2: I wouldn't be able to say whether or not it is Christian or not because I, I say can't it, speak from that point of view. Well, I used but to be I a Christian. make an argument.
0: I, I used to be a Christian, Mark, and I think uh, you did as well. Uh, I would say it's not only is it unChristian; it's also unMuslim, as uh, in addition to uh, to worship the flag.
11: Well, you know, I think there's a difference between worshiping Jesus or worshiping God as a Christian would and pledging allegiance to the flag. You know, I think pledging allegiance to the flag is just merely um, a way to show your support and to, you know, show your allegiance to a country, whereas, you know, praying to a God is a, is a deeper devotion and a more, uh, I, I would say that would be, um, I I guess that would be more devotional to, to a higher God. You know, I, I just, I just don't understand how you guys can, can argue or to compare the fact that, you know, one who would pledge of allegiance to the flag would be kind of uh, going against their Christianity.
2: I would con- concur with you that uh, prayer can be more devotional than the simple rote saying of the same thing over and over again. But you are aware that some Christians say the same prayers over and over again, and that they call that prayer to God. Some Christians say nothing, and uh, you know they they communicate with God and sort of uh, w- without using words at all. And some uh, you know Babylon uh, in you know this uh, you know non- nonsense tongue tongues thing. Um, and so I mean I, I concur that you can, but do you see that some Christians do say rote prayer? Over and over again, you know,
11: I do. I do see that, and you know, I don't want to call that complacency. Uh, um, I guess without, you know, I, maybe I can take that back and call that that would be complacency. But I just don't see how you can um, you can liken that to saying the Pledge of Allegiance, which is more of like a, a patriotic thing.
0: I, yeah, I can see like how you're making the division to, to in your country. mind, and it's it's a convenient way to avoid the uh, you know the cognitive dissonance that might come up. But that's fine. Let's put that aside and just look at the practicality of the Pledge of Allegiance. So, aside from the religious objection to it, which I still think is reasonable, but let's look at the practicality of it. You said you you're just pledging your allegiance to, uh, to you know to the country or whatever. You, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly the words, but you said you're just pledging. It's your patriotic. Allegiance. Why would you want to pledge your allegiance to a group of uh, killers and thieves? Are
11: are you calling? the united states of america killers and thieves oh no the you're, not,
2: you're not pledging to the united states of america you're pledging to its politicians
11: uh something that you guys said earlier was that a flag was a symbol for military and you know i think in a way it is a rallying cry for military but i, I don't think by pledging allegiance to the flag in any respect that i'm pledging allegiance to the politicians that represent me i'm pol- i'm pledging allegiance to you know, the hundred years of history and those who have come before to pave the way that the American way is.
0: Well, the United States of America is a political uh, designation. It's a for, It's not a, a plot of land. Well, uh, wait wait a second here. I've got to jump in on this one. How can you pledge allegiance to
2: dead people? You can only pledge allegiance to uh, a group, and that group is led by its politicians. When you pledge to the republic for which it stands, you're pledging to its government. Isn't that clear? I-
11: Yes, I mean the government is the figmental head, but I'm pledging allegiance to a tradition. I'm pledging allegiance to a history, and that's I'm what they want you to pledge to. to. That's what they and want. You want to just
2: that's that's what they that want you
11: the to politicians believe. politicians are the leaders of that. I mean, that's your prerogative, but well, every time I put
12: my disprove hand away, my I'm statement. Saying, no, no, no.
2: I'm, don't I don't, d- don't say mind. that I have the right to think what I want to think. Please show me how I'm thinking incorrectly, because I believe. Firmly that when one pledges to the flag, that one is pledging to the government of this country. And as far as I'm concerned, and most Americans agree that the uh, the, the country is well on the wrong track. Ninety uh, percent believe that, uh, that that Congress does no longer has a mandate to rule, and that puts me firmly in the uh, the majority here. I believe that the politicians tend to be a group of liars and thieves.
11: And you know, I, I would argue that there's many people who would agree with that but Uh at the same time when i pledge allegiance to the flag i am in no means you know representing
2: all right well let's step back again are you familiar with the japanese
11: country and and i guess you could make the argument that politicians so you're pledging to the history but i just i think that you're taking it out of context and making it fantastical to say that well i just just want to understand where
0: you're coming from you're saying you you're pledging to the history of the the country I'm
11: pledging to the history of the country and what this country represents, and I, and I see that you guys are trying to make a fantastic argument that it's fantastic politicians now. and Congress. You and, can't uh, rebut my argument, but it's fantastic.
2: Are you familiar with Japanese Shinto? The Shinto religion, it's ancestor worship. No, sir, I am not. Okay, prepared. so in Japan, uh, they, they worship uh, they worship their ancestors through prayer and candle lighting and all this kind of thing. So if you're per- if you're worshiping dead Americans who have paved the way, what's the difference between your uh, pledging allegiance to the flag in in uh, you know obeisance to these uh, these uh, these dead Americans and this Japanese uh, uh, Shinto and ancestor worship?
11: Because I'm in no way worshiping those who have died. I, I worship my God and I worship Jesus. I'm not well, worshiping this, those that have died. There's is more of a respect, pledging allegiance and saying, I stand up for and I believe in the American way. And by pledging allegiance, that's my way. That's the small token of appreciation.
0: Tell me what the American those way is.
11: Who have secured my free way of life and cool, cool. I'm
0: glad you feel like you're free because I don't. But what is the American way?
11: I mean, are you not free to say what you're saying right now on air?
0: Oh, I'm free to say what I'm saying right now on air, but I'm not free to live my life how I want so long as I don't harm anyone else. People will. But I'm, I'm but regularly threatened Amendment with being put in a cage, sir. Isn't that an American way? I'm sorry, I say mean, again. You
11: guys are saying this, and in certain countries. I'm just because I'm I have more freedom than we some, we some other people, hold then on, just because I to have this argument, Chris, for Chris, of people to just
0: because we have the freedom to have an argument doesn't mean we're free. I was threatened with arrest just last week because I was video recording a police officer who pulled someone over. Uh, we have people who I've been I'm being threatened with arrest constantly by these people calling themselves the government. They are putting putting peaceful people in cages all around this. Uh, this the United country. States
2: has slipped down to 47th in press freedom in it's, the world.
0: It's not even in the top 10 of uh, the freest countries in the world. Thank you, by the way, Chris, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. You enjoy your flag. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. And, of course, when you're thinking about the past, don't think about any of the you know innocent people the government has crushed, killed, or lives they've destroyed. Free Talk Live. i <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Toll free number 855 453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Speaking of SACL CAI, what's that all about?
2: It's a company that does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. If you uh, have trouble with accounts receivable in your your business, Sacle CAI can handle it. They can, do, they can do it with respect and they'll treat your customers like you would want them treated. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right hand side of the page. SACL, C-A-I.
0: Let's continue here. Uh, We'll take you and your calls about what you want. Let's go to Trey, listening in D.C. to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hey, Trey. Trey? Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead, sir.
8: Yes, sir. I had a question for you. Uh, I got a uh, Smith & Wesson 3000, and I was wondering if they have a product, anything like the Sidewinder for the... uh Mossberg 500, and the other thing is is I'm getting ready to pick up an AK-47, and I'd like to know
0: what you think about the bump stock. Well, first of all, I don't know um, what number you I'm dialed. I'm looking up what a Mossberg 500 is. <laughs> but I don't know if you thought you called like a, like a gun talk show or something like that. But uh, I support your right to own those weapons,
2: and I think that you yes. should be free to use them. I don't
0: know anything about uh, the different models of various different weapons, but I agree with Mark that uh, you should have the freedom to own weapons. But you're calling from Washington, D.C. How in the world are you going to get your hands on an AK-47 in Washington, D.C.? What?
8: Well, I live in Detroit, and I'm a cross-country truck driver, Mm -hmm. so you know, I'm allowed to have pretty much anything in the Detroit area that I want to own, as long as it's not fully automatic. Ah, okay. Now, the bump stock is actually a stock that rocks back and forth and turns your semi-auto into a almost fully auto.
2: Oh,
0: I've heard of that.
2: Ah.
8: It rocks back and forth, so it makes your semi-auto move faster. That's why I was calling to ask about that.
0: I wish I could tell you what show were you listening to. I mean, we'll certainly take calls about anything, obviously, on this program. But uh, were you listening to Free Talk Live
8: previously? Oh uh, yeah, I, I thought you were the Gun Talk. I catch them on here every now uh, and then. It's a great show. But back, but
2: back on your yeah. uh,
8: subject about the flag. Yeah. Um, as screwed up as this country is, it's still a great country. I'd agree. Um, comparative. You know, I come, my my family comes from uh, Japan after the war and during the war, uh, and my other family comes from Mexico. Hmm. So, I mean, screwed up as it is, it's still a great country, and the flag's just a symbol of the lives that were given a little bit of that we do.: have. Well, I think
0: everybody has their own little story they tell themselves about the flag and what it stands for for them, and that's fine. I'm wondering though, right. would, how would you feel about uh, My concern
2: isn't with the flag. My concern is with uh, the the pledge to the flag.
0: I don't like either one of them personally, but how do you feel about secession? I mean, obviously, you know, the, the country does have its problems and they're severe and no one really believes that Washington, D.C. is ever going to fix any of them uh, because things just keep getting worse. So how would you feel about just calling it quits on this whole experiment and splitting off into, you know, 50 different states or, you know, various different states maybe teaming up and having their own little countries instead of this whole U.S. thing?
8: Well... I think that would throw us right back into a civil war.
0: Well, I don't you know, know about that. Um, I think. That what t- would they fight it over?
8: Oh, let's see. Property, um, fuel, you name it. You know, I mean, that's my friend. My friend of mine told me, he turned, you know, he's investing all his money into gold. And I told him, invest your money in gold. Go ahead. Because when there's one can of food left in the store and you're holding gold and I'm holding the gun, I'm going to eat and I'm going
0: to have some gold. <laughs> Thanks, so Trey, a, for the call. I, I, I think it's a good it.
2: idea to have food and it's a good idea to have ammo and it's a good idea to have metals
0: there you go yeah diversify right 855 450 free that's the total sadly for you i'm under. not
2: free enough to uh, to own a uh, a weapon
0: but what does it tell you that when someone brings up the idea of secession which in my opinion the time has come again to start seriously talking about that That the first response is, my God, it'll be a civil war again, that uh, they believe that people are just not at each other's What does that say about the government? (laughs) Right. What does that say about the government? What does it say about the American people in that you believe that they're just not killing each other uh, in some sort of civil war because the federal government exists? Is that all that's holding uh, me uh, back from going to Vermont and and slaughtering the people in Vermont because we're here in New Hampshire? I mean, what? I have no interest in hurting anybody anywhere else and I don't care what they do out in California. I want nothing to do with what, you know, what they're doing in in those other places. So to me secession is a sensible thing. And remember, the Civil War only happened because of all the saber rattling going on. If people are, uh, you know, in the firing on the fort, yes, uh, so but, probably should not have shot, shot the, at the fort. Right. If people are peacefully seceding, then Where's the war going to come from? Unless it's the federal government starting it in some last-ditch attempt to uh, retain its legitimacy, which, of course, will then demolish any legitimacy they they had left. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts, though, and go to Tony listening in St. Louis to XM's Extreme Talk. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live. Tony in St. Louis, going once. Tony in St. Louis, he's going twice. We'll try putting it back on hold. Maybe something went wrong with a cell phone or something like that. 855 450 Free. Let's go to Tom, listening in Maryland, St. Mary's County to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
13: Hello there. Hey Tom. Um I wanted to comment on the to worship or not worship the flag. I think if you um if you can do a little separation, if you can separate maybe um, the the some of the actions of the government and separate it from the flag, and I, I understand that, and that it was the pledge was written in order to, you know, written by a, a, an American fascist, correct? Uh,
0: socialist, a socialist, but yeah, fascist. Fos- well, and,
13: and it's to I understand the the tactic there, and I think when people call and they have and they. Have that kind of uh, they're a bit upset like a previous caller. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think he kind of understands that w- where you are you are coming from. um I think that's really it's about a misunderstanding. Um, I am in large part a, a agreement with. Uh, there's little I disagree with concerning it, you know, and what you said about, and I heard you say, maybe a week or so ago, you know, that a lot of folks will agree that, yes, the government is thieves, and they don't do anything right, and they don't do but we need them.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I think you're right that it is definitely a misunderstanding. I mean, what we're communicating tonight and every night on this show are ideas that are so, they seem so alien to so many Americans. It's, there's definitely a lot of confusion out there.
13: Yes, and they, I, I think that, uh, some just associate the, um, whether it's the national anthem being sang at a, a sporting event or a race or something like that. Um, and and it's so ironic that usually, not always, but a lot of times at these big major sporting events, the military planes fly over. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, it's gross. You, you know, it's this, uh, and I know, I happen to know a lot of people who personally, they comment on this. They're very turned off by that.
0: Really, it's very it's, nationalistic. Are,
13: absolutely, this is hmm. not. They don't know about your show. I mean, I'm. I'm. I know, and I've heard this before because they're they're disgusted by the military industrial murder machine,
9: hmm.
13: and they know and they understand what it. It's just my own father, who died last uh, November, uh, was a infantryman in Korea, and he really he was one of the few people from that generation and i know he wasn't the only one but he he tried to be as keep it real and be as truthful about that Period. He knew that the, the wars that were coming up, it, they had nothing to do with patriotism. They had to do with fattening somebody else's pocketbook.
0: The military-industrial complex. Thank you, Tom, for the call. I appreciate your <laughs> thoughts. 8- now, 5-5. that is a radical statement. If you think that uh,
2: me making the statement that, uh, that, that saying the pledge to the flag is a form of, a form of idol worship, making the statement that there are very few people who have fought and died, very few people alive today that have fought for your liberty. Considering the millions of people that have been in the military, uh, you know that would be a, thats a very radical statement, but it's true. Well, I, you know, I mean, it's 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 one that I think is defensible. Um, you know, I think liberty. You can fight. You can <laughs> fight. my liberty? You can fight for liberty and be unsuccessful. You can fi- be fighting for the wrong. Uh, you know, I think that these guys that have signed up, most women too, have signed up, fought be- for the. You know, they they signed up for the military for the right reasons. In many a lot of, of them, cases. may
0: have believed that they were fighting for freedom. But, but i i
2: kind of feel like they've been used as dupes i
0: mean ultimately they're right ultimately they're doing as they're told and they're doing the bidding of the politicians and i think we all know the politicians are dishonest scumbags more coming up this is free talk live
5: Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, today at Amazon.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. 1-855-450-3733. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 3733 You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you a lot of features, and they're all for free. So enjoy. it if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Head over to shop.freetalklive.com and enter Amazon through the links that you'll find. There are different Amazons for different parts of the world. You click into the one that's right for you. And then it's your regular Amazon shopping experience. You're just entering through our portal Uh, And that way Free Talk Live will get cut a portion of Amazon's profits when you're done with your sale. So it's all transparent to you. All you have to do is just go to shop.freetalklive.com and click into the Amazon link of your choice. That's it. You get your shopping done, get the stuff delivered to your door and feel good because a portion of your purchase is benefiting Free Talk Live. Again, shop.freetalklive.com. Let's continue on here with you and your thoughts and go to David listening in Chesapeake, Virginia to WNIS. David, you're on Free Talk Live.
14: Hey, Mark. Hey, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind I look tonight? i forward to your Saturday night edition, but I just got a couple comments that I'd like to make. Um, Go for you it. You know, our kids, they, they sign up to uh, protect America. Yes. And and my opinion, is mostly because, not all, but mostly because they can't find a job.
2: To some extent this is true. Let me back it up um, back in 2006, when the economy was uh, sort of rolling along pretty well, the army lowered its uh, you know it was lowering its uh, standards standards for for military people getting in they uh, They lowered the intelligent quotient uh, you know they lowered the they, they made it easier for people with certain crimes to get in that kind of thing but then in by two thousand and nine, when the uh, you know the, <laughs> the worst depression to hit our generation comes along. And then the you know the recruitment's way up,
14: right? Exactly, and yeah, they they signed up to protect America, but yet now the Obama administration has uh, they recruit them to go in, and now the Obama administration is recruiting them to come out with a pledge to find them jobs such as mil, uh, police, you know, such things like that. Which they I guess they train them to come in. They train them militarily.
0: That's been going on, by out, the way, just to yeah, point out. Uh, no shortage of military guys in
2: the police from four or five years ago.
0: Right. It's not a, an Obama thing. It's it's just the way things go. I mean, they get out of the military and they get recruited into the policing organization, It's been like that for a long time.
14: No, I mean, I understand that. But Obama and, and, uh, and his administration, they've actually been pushing the point. Okay. Uh, Take your you word know, for it. I... News releases, newspaper articles. I haven't seen anything, but okay. They're pledging to find them work. Gotcha. And and some of the recruits. Some of the recruiting is, you know, with police departments, with fire, you know, and all that. But that's that's all good. At least they can find a job. That's what they went into well, the I don't military know if
0: Well, I don't know if it's all good because uh, my concern is that people coming from the military have been very indoctrinated into the idea that you just follow orders. You just do what you're told. You don't question uh, the orders. And then you've got people like that blindly willing to follow whatever they're told to do going into the police departments. And, and it's the police
2: just- departments are undeniably becoming far more militarized. Right. And, I mean, if they if it looks like a soldier, acts like a soldier, talks like a soldier, rides around in a vehicle like a soldier, but it's not a soldier, it's a policeman? I right. mean, I, you know, w- w- at what point does my credulity challenge?
0: We shouldn't be surprised when the police continue to behave as though they are a military troop, busting in people's doors, holding people at gunpoint, people who are completely peaceful, uh, getting a military equipment like this bearcat uh, that they're looking at getting here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. David, thanks for the call. I appreciate the thoughts 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line so we're, we'll continue here because if you look around the country there's plenty of evidence that the police are becoming more and more militaristic in fact I just put just this week posted over a free I can't game. imagine anyone's denying this I mean what what is it there's a
2: SWAT rate every 40 seconds in America
0: yeah and it's all it's usually over drugs of course, there's the war no on victims drugs. the same uh, people
2: that are guarding the poppy fields for the CIA over in Afghanistan are in here kicking doors in on uh, low-level heroin dealers
0: Yep, or just a pot dealer. Uh, so, by the way, I posted the promo video for the Bearcat, Mark. Have you seen this thing?
2: Uh, have I have seen a Bearcat before. Have the, you seen the promo video, video. No. for it?
0: So from Lenco, this is the manufacturer of this thing. The Bearcats are being given away by the Homeland Security. They're using your tax dollars. The Department of Homeland Security is giving away grants to little towns. I mean, Keene, New Hampshire is only a town of 23,000 people. That's where we do the show and they're they're giving these things away to small town police departments and of course the big cities already have them but they're giving them away and they're you know they're encouraging the federal government you know the heart of evil in this country is encouraging more of this militarism militarism of the police and so there's a debate right now in in Keene over this Bearcat thing because the city council accepted the money and they were going to go ahead and get this but they didn't do it they did it without any sort of public comment and so there's been a bit of hubbub surrounding this so i posted the the promo video that Lenko has on their youtube channel for this Bearcat go ahead and watch it it's uh, over yeah. at freekeene.com the claim is that it could be that it's
2: uh, the, the, here in Keene that they're going to be using it for rescues. radical purposes yeah. yeah
0: for rescues this is a and armored vehicle no, no if you watch this video it's got acdc soundtrack it's got the you know the police dressed like they're in you know they've got like fatigues on they look like they're marines they uh you know they're they're piling out of this thing there's a guy with a, a gun and, coming and i'm out not saying top.
2: that there's not room in this world for people to you know be trained like marines thank goodness there are you know people f- that are trained in marines it's the the question is is How should they be employed, and should they be employed against American citizens?
0: I, for one, would rather have my officers being peace officers, being focused on de-escalation.
14: Yes.
5: And clearly,
0: this thing encourages escalation and more violence. Let's talk to Dan listening in Massachusetts. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
14: Hi, how are you guys? Great.
0: What's on your mind tonight, Dan?
13: I just wanted to talk about the other two people, how they uh, brought up allegiance. And you are exactly right about the flag being... uh, Idolatry. Saying allegiance to the flag is idolatry because if you look at what you know, what the law says, allegiance is allegiance is faith to a sovereign. So it is, uh, it's a vow to God, basically.
2: Yeah, it make, makes sense. I mean, you know, sovereigns were what uh, kings were called in the pa- kings and lords were called in the past. That's what uh, Christians would use to describe their king and lord. Uh, so, you know, giving a yeah, they, uh, vow to it makes perfectly good sense. The, to the me. man
0: in court wears a robe. Uh, in some cases, you are told to pray to the man in court. They're actually the lawyers when they write certain motions. They'll will, they will pray to the court. What do you mean? The they courts. use The term pray. Yes, they use the term pray. Yeah. Interesting. I've seen yeah, this happen. Prayer for relief. It's a prayer for relief. Mm-hmm, that's right. Anything um, else you want to share?
13: Yeah, um, just uh, th- but I'm just saying. Even like uh, it goes back to it's like a f- relic of feudal times. It's almost funny that they're they're praying to an inanimate object, pledging their allegiance to something that doesn't even exist.
0: Well, they're pledging a, an allegiance to an idea, right? It's something that – government doesn't exist. You're right. It's just men and women that are forth- forcing their way on other peaceful people, whether they like it or not. Uh, but So the people exist. The human beings that call themselves government exist. But the idea of the United States, the idea of government itself is just a cover for the violence of these men and women.
11: Oh, Exactly. Can't agree more.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Dan. Appreciate your call. 855 450 free. That's the SACL cai These are radical
2: ideas that you're not going to hear on the radio very often. And I understand why they get people upset. I really do. Um, You know, what I'm more concerned about is talking about it. You know, tell me why I'm wrong when I make these statements. According
0: to Dan, we're right. Let's talk to Josh listening to WGGH, Monster Radio 1150 in Illinois. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live.
15: Hey guys, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, and actually, the last caller kind of hit on some of the topics that I wanted to bring up. You know, when we when we pledge allegiance to, to the flag, we're pledging allegiance, you know, in my opinion, to ideals. You know, the ideals of America, not necessarily the state that it's in there. Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, in my
0: opinion, let me have you talk right into your phone. We're kind of uh, you're kind of fading out on us.
15: Well, I just wanted to say that uh, you know, as far as as far as you know, I, I agree with the last caller. I mean, we're we we're pledging allegiance to the flag. We're pledging allegiance to the ideals of America.
0: But that's not what the the pledge actually says. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of
2: people do exactly as this man says, though. That that's really what they mean when they do it. But that's what
0: you feel maybe when you're doing it. But the actual wording of the pledge. I mean, again, it was written by a national social, or excuse me, a Christian socialist, I believe is what he called himself, but a socialist nonetheless. Uh, for the purposes a of indoctrinating the American people into the worship of the idea of the state. If they, if he wanted you to worship ideals or to pledge to ideals, then the ideals would be a little bit more clear. But uh, it's, it's.
15: Well, I hope, I hope the people that, that do that, the people that say that pledge, are, are, you know, are intelligent enough, and I'd like to believe that my countrymen are that you know, intelligent enough to know, you know, that, okay, here was, here is was what this person meant, but here's how I feel
0: about it. Isn't I, the pledge itself, though, it. the antithesis of those ideals? I mean, if, if American ideals, and we could agree or disagree on this, but if American ideals are about individual rights and the life, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of uh, of happiness, or the pursuit of property, if all those things are the case, then isn't this weird collective chanting the, you know, the, the total opposite of that?
15: Well, I mean, it, it would be, it would be, it would be, except that people of America are smart enough to look past that. I really do. I really think people of America Why do you are think smart
2: th- enough to look past that. Why do you think this is the only country that has a pledge and stands school, school children up to do this every morning?
0: We'll let you ask the answer that, rhetor- or ask that re- rhetorically, Mark, because we've got to go to Hour 3, and lots of people are on the line. Josh, mm-hmm. thanks for the call. Uh, hour 3 is next. 855 free is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Live, And we're launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. Here with you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. one 450 free is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. As always, you're invited to call in, bring up whatever you want. We started the show out with uh, Jim Babka from DownsizedDC.org talking about reaching out to Christians And trying to get them to realize that they have forgotten their way when it comes to this whole golden rule thing. Uh, They were booing Ron Paul. Some Christians were, not all of them, but uh, some Christians booed Ron Paul when he was talking about the golden rule as how it should apply to foreign policy. And the idea that a Christian who supposedly believes in the teachings of Jesus could possibly boo the golden rule is pretty Shocking and absurd, and it needs to be corrected. And so Jim Babko is, uh, is working on that over at DownsizedDC.org. You can comment on that, which led into a discussion about the flag, worship of uh, of idols, which, Mark, you suggest that the flag is an idol and, uh, and pledging to it is worshiping that idol. But even aside from the religious component of it, uh, it's just creepy. You know, the idea that people are supposedly – we had somebody just call in a moment ago saying, well, to him, when he's pledging, he feels like he's pledging uh, allegiance to the ideals of the country. Yeah, I think that that's what a lot of people believe. Individual rights and uh, and freedom and all that. But why would the you The verbiage of the uh, of the pledge itself doesn't it belies that though. Well, right. And the the way the pledge is uh, is given is also kind of creepy. Like, you know, it's it's people chanting basically they're chanting this uh you know this indoctrination that was written by a national socialist or a christian socialist francis bellamy back in the late 1800s as you pointed to mark he was a flag salesman so it's a flags you know a fascist flag salesman is the guy
2: who came up with the uh the pledge of allegiance
0: right and so you're 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 celebrating individual rights by chanting in unison with a group of people seems kind of counterintuitive uh, 855-450-FREE. And the fact is, you know, chanting is a brainwashing technique. Uh, you look at, uh, sure at cults, for instance, and and the way they, they brainwash people. Just chant the same things over and over again. And if you chant uh, with a bunch of other people, maybe, you know, maybe you can tell yourself it means something to you. But ultimately, there's a message that's being pounded into the skulls of the youth of America without their consent, without their knowledge and under- true understanding of what it's all about. And the Pledge of Allegiance ultimately is about indoctrinating people in America at a very young age, which is when the best time is to indoctrinate them, with the ideals that uh, the state is good and that we we need the state and that, that we should be somehow uh, allied with it, that we somehow should have allegiance to the state. When in point of fact, the idea of the state is one of the most detrimental concepts that mankind has ever encountered. Like. Now that the idea of uh, chattel slavery is finally gone and done with, at least from our society, uh, we are dealing with the idea of the state as the next great evil uh, that mankind has to overcome. And the Pledge of Allegiance just gets in the way, and it makes it very difficult to eliminate the idea of the state in people's minds because, well, they tell themselves it's always been that way, and this is the way it must be. 855-450-FREE is a toll-free number. So whether you want to talk about idols, uh, whether you want to talk about the state as a religion, or you can bring up anything you want – one free is the number. Let's continue with your calls. Mike is in Montgomery, Alabama, listening to XM's Extreme Talk. Hello, Mike.
7: Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call.
0: Thanks for your patience. Uh, Go ahead, sir.
7: Uh, well, I just wanted to state a couple of things here. Uh, first off, you know, we talk about secession and uh, and, and the thought process that will bring about another civil war. Uh, it, my my posit on that is, is that... Uh, it, the first Civil War was truly started by a despotic uh president that did not want to lose his uh financial base, which is what it was all basically down to and uh yeah, so know, just to, was, just to expound uh, yeah, on that we, a little we, bit we
2: need to back that statement up because everybody who's listening the vast majority of people who are listening believe that the Civil war was fought over slavery, and there's no doubt that slavery is inexorably linked to the fighting of the Civil War. However, Lincoln, if you just read his inaugural addresses, was no friend of the black person. Uh, he, he he believed them to be inferior. He didn't want freedom for them. What he wanted was preservation of the Union
0: power. He wanted to keep that power.
7: Yeah, he wanted to keep that power. I mean, the South seceded because of uh, high taxes on their raw goods, you mm-hmm. know, specifically sure. cotton, uh, and and they, and and actually, uh, prior to the firing on Fort Sumner, the, the South was actually supplying the troops that were that were living there, were quartered there, uh, with all of their uh, necessities. And as and uh, uh, what, what I want to say, they they removed them, uh, not forcibly, but uh, they extricated them from the fort before they actually fired upon it. The only casualty that occurred was one Union soldier uh, slipped and fell on the gangplank and broke his leg. So uh, it it was a whole... Uh, the whole thing was a farce. I, I don't know about
2: that part of the story. I mean, I have I haven't reached that. I think it's very interesting. But uh, you said that the reason the South seceded was over um, taxes, Texas. and it you know I'm not saying that that wasn't part of the issue. But four of the states specifically mentioned slavery in their you know documents with which they seceded. So I mean, we we cannot. Uh, you know, in all honesty, we have to be very clear when talking this is a loaded issue, and you need to talk about it in a, in a very honest way. Yes, taxes oh, were a huge part, but slavery was a big part too
7: oh i 'm not denying the, the 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 level of slavery uh, as, as 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 part of the reasoning I know that that was part of the reasoning i'm i 'm not discounting okay. that, and they were incorrect in doing that i I just You know, with slavery, uh, you know, uh, even as a person from the South. You know, I don't think slavery was correct, and, it, and sure. it's a shameful. Uh, I can't imagine
0: part too many of of people herity. in the South think that now. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, uh, all, <laughs> in the rest of the world, slavery in most places was eliminated without uh, national bloodshed. Yeah, they didn't need to. So, the Civil War did not need to happen to end slavery. Slavery would have ended on its own anyway through natural market processes of competition for uh, for work and just the natural progression of the way things uh, the way things tend to go, and that is that working conditions get better over time and uh, it's etc.
7: Oh oh yes, oh yes. And 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 as far as pledging allegiance to the flag, um I I refuse to do it. In fact, I've gone so far as to uh if I'm listening to a sporting event on the radio the minute they start talking about pledging allegiance or actually uh the national anthem, I just turn the channel until I know it's done and over with and come back. I heard you uh, because I I just I'm not going to support this uh this this uh Evil that we have in that ten square miles that we call Washington D.C. Uh, anyway, that you know, in any form, I'm to, with you, brother. Uh, so I, I take I it that uh, away with.
0: I take it in that case, you would agree with me that it's time to start talking about peaceful secession again. Yes.
7: Oh yes, I mean we we definitely. I mean, I, I think the whole idea of, of splitting back up into fifty states. And, and you have to understand the verbiage of the 1700s, a statement country. So separating ourselves back into the 50 separate countries that we should be uh, is a good thing.
0: <laughs> Thank you for the call tonight, Mike. I'm with you, and I, th- I appreciate that sentiment. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. Let's continue with Chris listening to WSJM in Michigan. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live in Benton Harbor. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
16: Yeah, I want to do, uh, somebody had brought up the point of, uh, you know, people joining up in the military because they didn't have jobs. Well, I did that very thing. I joined up because I, there were no jobs. I couldn't find work anywhere. So I joined. And, you know, I wrecked my body doing it.
2: How did <laughs> you, wreck, you wrecked how, it? How did your body, how was your body wrecked? Oh,
16: I, I was already old. I was, you know, I wasn't a young kid when I did it. I was already fairly, fairly well along in, in years when I did it. How I old were you?
2: It. I mean, how, how old will they take somebody in the military? Uh,
16: they. I was 36. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, I was old.
0: Well, they had expanded. Did they? Didn't they expand the range, like the age range at which you can sign up for the military within the last decade? Yeah,
16: yeah, it went. It went up for a little bit during uh, during conflict. And uh, they brought, they've brought. they since brought it back down, as near as I understand. But.
2: You know, all the convicts they have, I just don't understand why they don't do a dirty dozen thing. I mean, give
0: <laughs> them time, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, didn't we see a report that there was uh, a judge that was allowing people who were convicted to get out of a sentence by joining the military? I wouldn't doubt it. Well,
16: back, back in the day, I remember hearing my – in fact, my dad told me this. They, they, they'd they say, boy, you get in front of a judge, they'd say, boy, you got two choices. You can join the military, or you can go to jail.
0: I'll take, I'll take no. jail, personally. Hey, uh, Chris, hang on. We'll bring you back. I know you had another comment you wanted to make. Uh, probably had more to tell us about your experience with the military. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI tool-free line. You can, of course, bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Toll free number here, eight five five four fifty 450 Free, the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there, including our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact. The chat room is built into the very same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. So head over there and enjoy all that for free. That's cam.freetalklive.com.
2: Bitcoins, they're the world's first. Free market, peer-to-peer, digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. They can't be counterfeited or inflated. And now you can buy them with a credit card or PayPal. They're an online digital currency. They are cash for the Internet. Memory Dealers is proud to offer physical Bitcoins you can hold in your hands, but can also be transferred back into their normal digital form at any time. They make great conversation starters and gifts. Be part of the currency that's transforming the world. Buy your Bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. It's MemoryDealers.com.
0: Let's go back to Chris listening to WSJM-FM in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Uh, Chris, you're back on Free Talk Live. You were calling to tell us about your experience with the military. So go ahead.
16: Well, my experience was brief. I uh, actually went down in training. Uh, uh, but uh, i got to tell you, you know, I, I, made, a, I made a pledge to, p- to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, not necessarily the flag. <laughs> so, and and, I, and I, I tell you what, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly uh, uh, believe in that pledge that I made and, and am willing to do that. I don't, however, believe that members of Congress and the president himself uh, take their pledge seriously, take their oath seriously, because they all made that oath, too.
0: That's right. They seem more like enemies domestic to me. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the people in the military should be protecting us from them, but unfortunately it doesn't tend to work out that way.
16: You'd be surprised how many how many in the military would like to.
0: You know, I I've, I've heard that, and it makes me interested. We we were talking here locally about advertising the uh, the Free State Project or Shire Society, the idea of moving people who love liberty all together into the same place. Uh, advertising it in like a military magazine that it that goes out to the troops to kind of give them uh, an answer for what they can do when they when they get out. Because I think you're right. I think there are a lot of people there that are really upset with what they're being told to do. And if you look at the uh, the, the contributions to the run. Paul campaign from inside the military, I believe the current claim is that Ron Paul gets more contributions dollar for dollar, like in dollars, than, uh, every, other than every other Republican candidate combined from the military. And more than Obama, yeah,
16: too. I, yeah, I've heard that, too. I've heard that, too, that, that they do. And that doesn't surprise me at all, really, because, I mean, these, these, uh, these people, they did. They, they made that pledge, and they seriously made that pledge, and they came in with the intention of defending this country from all enemies, foreign and domestic and defending you know and, and you know and uh, and supporting the constitution as well Chris you have know, you heard of oath keepers uh yeah i have i have and i thought about joining up
0: Definitely something worth looking at. Uh, Oath keepers, as I understand it, is a group of uh, military and police, who uh, former and current, I believe, who uh, take their oaths seriously to the Constitution and who are basically, you know, pledging to say, if I'm given something that I consider an unconstitutional order, like say to go around to collect weapons from people, that kind of thing, uh, that I will refuse to obey it. And I think that's a really, a, I think it's a cool idea, and I, I'm glad to hear that you are already aware of it. Chris, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free is the second. That's of- what we need. From
2: the you know the the people that sign up to protect us is we need people that are going to uh, stick by that oath.
0: Bill is on the line, listening to Jackson, Mississippi's WPBQ. Hey, Bill. Hi, guys. Hey, what's uh, mind? Not what I it
17: about, but it looks like uh, Ron Paul is doing pretty good uh, with the uh, uh, Nevada tonight.
2: Yeah, I was looking uh, earlier, and he was uh, let's see. Um, it was at thirty uh, percent last I looked.
0: Wow! Now what's that percentage reporting there?
2: Um, I'm just uh, just getting another report here. He's now at twenty two percent. These when, when you're under ten percent, it's seven point five percent reporting. Gotcha. It can be very fluid. It was it was um, as,
0: all of Nevada today? Because I know Maine is spread across like several days. Maine's uh,
2: yeah, right. all of Nevada today.
0: Okay, got it.
17: And what I uh, called about was looking at the uh, freedoms. Uh, we only have to go back into the uh twentieth century to see uh a severe a loss of freedom uh, on a local level everywhere you went, there was a boss hog. and uh, we were under actually under the uh Padron system that there was some power that be behind the scenes that control the government and and including judges and and everything and of course uh now there's so much coming forth within the last uh decade or so looks like the, the most criminal patron that we've ever had to suffer through was, was down in Texas uh, with LBJ and Ed Clark, who uh, there's so much evidence and proof now that uh, Johnson was behind the assassination of JFK. And uh, the government covered it up, and you, all you have to do is do a, a, a search, an Internet search on American coup, and there's a little uh, YouTube video that you can see. It takes about 10 minutes. And it was just—it's it, shocking. Well, didn't the
0: somebody is, come out on there. their deathbed recently, Bill? At like a couple of years ago, and basically somebody who was connected back then, and they said, "Yeah, you know, essentially it was a CIA or something like that." As far as uh, the Kennedy said, like there was some damning information that came out, but it just barely got reported on, and nobody really even you know noticed. Oh yes,
17: well of course, uh, Barr McClellan has the book, and of course he was in the uh, law firm that represented LBJ. Uh, while he was in office and, and uh, uh, until he died. Now, Barr McClellan was in that firm for about 11 years, and he was able to garner so much information, and he went out and, and he's been involved in a proof. He came out with a book in 2003, the hard hardcover uh, book of Blood, Money, and Power by Barr McClellan. I've read it twice through. There's no question about it. You read that book, and it will change your opinion if you have any doubts about it. Well, I, I, I wonder if anybody has an
2: opinion on this, though. I mean, you know, I, I I just wonder whether this is relevant information to the average American. I kind of feel like they, they I, just don't care.
0: Well, I think plenty of people already have an opinion about uh, about the assassination of yeah. Kennedy. And I think that a lot of people believe it was the government that was behind it. But ultimately, it doesn't change how they behave today. Uh, you know, maybe they tell themselves that, well, that was then, this is now, the government's more honest now. I mean, there's still a bunch of criminals and th- and thugs and liars in there and really – I don't know how we can end up disabusing people. On one hand, they seem to understand that the government's full of criminals. Yet on the other hand, they keep doing what they're told by those criminals. So, at what point, like, how far do the criminals have to push you before you finally tell them, "No, I'm not going to give you my wallet"?
17: Exactly. And and look at look, look at the damage that we we've uh, suffered under for the past 50 years. While the Vietnam War would have not occurred had Kennedy stayed stayed as president, there's no question he was pulling back the advisors as you know. And he was assassinated.
0: Bill, thanks for and, the call uh, tonight. I, I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line.
2: Often I find uh, people that are purporting conspiracy theories, and I don't think that that's... I, I, I don't have an opinion. I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any way to know. But often you find there's that underlying reason that they believe it, and you know the, the Vietnam War wouldn't have occurred if Kennedy hadn't been assassinated, so therefore we need to come up with a conspiracy theory about who and who did
0: it and why. Let's talk to Lisa listening in South Dakota's Rapid City to KOTA. Lisa, you're on Free Talk Live.
18: Hi, how are you doing
0: tonight? Great, Lisa. What's on your mind tonight?
18: Well, you know, I have a um, real problem, I guess, with the statutory rape laws um, as they stand. We have 17 and 18-year-old boys um, dating, you know, 15-year-old girls. Um, These individuals, uh, teenagers, They decide they have a relationship, and as teenagers, they decide to
0: have sex. And well, they excited. end up in prison for it. Lisa, hang on. We'll bring you back. You can share the rest of your thoughts here in a moment. 855 free That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. I don't think teenagers should be put in jail for having consensual activities between the two of them. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at FreeKeene.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at FreeKeene.com. That's FreeKeene.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. By the way, we do this thing live seven nights per week. So if for some reason you don't get on the air tonight, no problem. Mark hosts the Sunday show. That's right. You can tune into that tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. Many of you, uh, some of you will get it on your local talk radio stations. Some of you will not. If you don't get free talk live every single night of the week on your local talk radio station, give them a call, talk to the program director, tell them thanks for airing what free talk live that they do air, and ask them real nicely to air some more free talk live. Or... Worst case, your sh- your local station doesn't have Free Talk Live at all. In which case, call and ask nicely to get some Free Talk Live on the air. Uh, it's pretty easy to do, and uh, local program directors usually appreciate hearing positive compliments from people and requests and such. Indeed. So, uh, if you want tips on how to do that, you can go to local, fa- local dot free talk live dot com. It'll give you some suggestions and hints on how to get in touch with your local talk radio stations. So, our number here is 855-450-FREE. And coming up, three... Weeks from today, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. Something we don't, I mean, well, obviously we're always broadcasting live, but live and in, in person uh, <laughs> at a uh, at a place that is not our regular studio. We will be in Nashville, New Hampshire, at the Crown Plaza Hotel, which is, by the way, a very nice hotel. Yeah, it's very nice. And uh, we will be doing what we do every year, pretty much, and that is going to the Liberty Forum and broadcasting from that event. The Liberty Forum is your chance to be part of probably one of the world's largest liberty gatherings. Hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people are going to be in the same place. They will be talking about various different things. There will be panel discussions. There will be speakers, people like Joel Salatin, the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. Uh, Peter Schiff, the world-renowned investment advisor, he's going to be there. Carlos Miller, we've been talking about him from Photography is Not a Crime, just recently arrested in Miami for the terrible crime of being the media he's going to be there to talk about likely photography not being supposed to not be (laughs) a crime and uh, jody emery is going to be there from cannabis culture magazine so a variety of different subjects will be covered you'll have the chance to meet hundreds of different liberty-minded people there'll be luncheons and dinner bank you know banquet dinners i believe there's going to be an icebreaker on thursday evening i believe that has been confirmed which i think is a great idea yeah and uh, so much more. There's a state house tour, a gun shoot, uh, activities all day long. Even maybe some civil disobedience going to happen at uh, out at a, rec- uh, a nearby park. Maybe a trip to Manchester Airport to uh, to protest uh, for don't strip our rights. But there's just going to be a lot happening, and you should be a part of it. So go to freestateproject.org libertyforum, at least if you love liberty, and use coupon code FTL2012 to get signed up to save 10%. freestateproject.org libertyforum, coupon code FTL2012. As we continue here, we still have Lisa with us listening to KOTA in Rapid City, South Dakota. You had called with some concerns about the statutory rape laws, and we didn't have a chance to really get to your thoughts. So go ahead, Lisa.
18: Well, you know, I mean, um, we're actually going through this process right now, and I think that um parents and young young men um need to be very aware of this. Um, you know, our son was actually dating um a girl who told us that she was seventeen. Oh, no. Um, comes to find out she's not, they have sex. My son is actually sitting in jail right now oh, um being charged with these. Um he's looking at prison time. How old was and- she? Um the girl was 14, mm. our son was 17 when they started dating. Um, you know the thing about it is is it doesn't matter I guess. It doesn't matter if they, she was 17 um he or if she was 15 he was 17. Um the 16 is the the consensual age.
9: Mm-hmm.
18: Um and you know these girls don't look their age. They're mm-hmm. um they're going around and they're you know um making our boys and I'm not saying it's all the girls' fault, but
2: If they're
0: telling lies, it's their fault. Well, But but it (laughs) takes two, right? I mean, it takes two to have sex unless it actually is rape, which is why I think statutory rape is an insult to real rape victims. I mean, real rape is where you say no and it happens anyway. Statutory rape is where both parties say yes and then one party gets charged with, uh, like you're saying, what's probably a felony. He's looking at prison time. Yes,
18: he is. And also that, he's looking at being on the sex offender registry for For the the rest rest of of his life. life. Yep. And so you know, I mean, our young boys are coming out of this system. I mean, they they can't even get on with their lives because nope. you know they've got these charges against them. You know, they can't fish. They can't hunt. Um, the girls go on with their lives.
0: You, you can't do I- anything as a, a sex offender in a lot of a lot of places. You have to tell them wherever you are going to be, wherever you move yep. to. And in many cases, you can't even move to certain places because in a lot of areas, I don't know if it's like this in South Dakota, but in a lot of areas, they have these certain uh, areas that you can't be in, like if it's near a playground or a, or a church or something like that. You can't live within a thousand feet of these things. And so you start drawing concentric circles around all the different playgrounds and uh, schools and such in the area and turns out there's only one trailer park that's like halfway outside of town that all these people, the only place that all the sex offenders can live. So then what do you end up doing? You put all the sex offenders in the same trailer park outside of town and that's not a good idea.
18: Well, and not only that, like when I think of a sex offender, I'm thinking of a um, man or woman who is preying on our little kids.
2: Right. Yeah, that's what people think of.
18: totally rendering the sex offender list invalid. Yeah. Because these are 17, 18, 19-year-old boys who are in their youth, they are dating, you know, 15, 16 year sixteen-year-old girls. And the, then the, the, the same thing, by the way, that has
0: happened since time immemorial. I mean, we pointed out before on the show that wasn't it Elvis's uh, girlfriend was like thirteen or yeah, something, something like, like that, Priscilla. Uh, right. And uh, let's see, other uh, other people, Loretta Lynn, I mm-hmm. believe, right? Was she was thirteen or yeah. something when she met her husband? Yeah. The, well, um, if you
18: live in Salt Lake City, I guess you can marry if you're twelve and thirteen years old. So that
2: would need parental consent. I don't know what the uh, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't propose to know what the rules are in Salt. Lake City.
0: In many places, you can I marry at a either, fairly. I but young, I'm just saying, you know. Right, in, mer- in many places, you can marry at a fairly young age at uh, with with parental consent. Well, there are
2: people. Um, here's 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 a fact: there are people, the Native American peoples inside the United States that are marrying at very young ages. There are people who are involved in you know the, the sort of fringe religious groups that are marrying at young ages, and that's right. happening right here in the United States. And somehow or another, the cradle of civilization isn't crashing in on our heads. I right. mean, I bet it, I, I knew a girl that got married at 14 years old in Florida uh, with her parents' consent to a, to a guy. And, you know, I mean, they had a kid and a life and things were going along fine. I mean, you know, n- none of us are superstars here, you know, but her life was fine.
0: Are teenagers going to make poor choices? Yes. Inevitably, they will, yes. as everyone will at any point in their lives, make poor choices. And ultimately, having sex will lead to things happening to you like babies and sexually transmitted diseases and Stuff like that. So I think just having sex on its own has enough consequences to where people can learn some pretty serious lessons. You don't need to be putting somebody in a prison cell because of this. And as you found out, Lisa, the hard way, this is happening to people all across the country. There are teenage boys that are being put in uh, in prison cells, and you know, not just even teenage boys, also uh, you know, males in their early twenties, uh, just for having right. sex with a seventeen-year-old girl or something like that, who again masqueraded as someone who is older. I'm curious, how did all this end up coming out? Did she end up snitching did her parents find out what what happened
18: um no actually her her mom who is 38 started dating um a younger quite younger uh, man in his early 20s and um he is the one who reported it hmm. and so you know that was kind of a weird situation anyway because it's like okay so you got a young 20 year old dating a 38 year old woman but was he interested in this young girl is that why he hmm. um went and reported it and the bad thing about it is, is this, you know, once it's reported, even if the parent was to go in and say, hey, you know what? We like this kid. Yep. He's a great kid. We don't mind. It doesn't matter. You can't stop now it. Now it's in the state's hands.
0: Yep. The oh, state, God, the the state truth. I'm so sorry prosecute. that you're going through this. This is horrible. It's horrible. It,
18: it really is. And, you know, our kid is, is our son is a great kid. I mean, he's got the hugest heart. And now we have to go and oh. visit him in the Pennington County Jail because, you know. Someone decided to say, hey, you know what, even though she's uh, posing as a 17-year-old and running around in um, shirts and clothes that she should not be and looking like she's 20, um, you know, he's at fault and we're sending him to prison for 15 years. Right, I mean, and they it, probably don't
0: even need her to testify, right, because they can just bring these charges without any anyone in the family's consent. Uh, so right. I wonder what... Yep, uh, it's in the safe hands. I wonder how how easy it is for them to get a conviction if the so-called victim won't testify. I would hope that she um, won't.
18: It's, it's a cut, it's a cut and dry case. They don't have to. Um, all all that needs to happen is the the boy needs to admit that he did have. Did sex he admit with it, girl. Um, Yes, he did. Oh because man! Keep your mouth shut kid, when it comes you know? to
0: talking. When it comes to talking to the police, you He's cannot benefit from answering you know? their questions. I know. I'm telling everyone else listening. Thank you, Lisa. Let us know what happens. Will. this is free talk live moments remain enough time for your thoughts if you're on hold if you're not on hold i should not give you the number because we're pretty loaded up with people that do want to get on the air but if you don't get on tonight no worries we do it seven nights a week you can always join us if you don't get us locally at freetalklive.com and, of course, uh, there are many features on freetalklive.com, and we give them all away. But if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that 3 bucks in, and we'll invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country – and bringing more internet listeners on board as well. So once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only podcast, uh, chat, the amp-only forum, and more. Go and get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. To the phones and to your thoughts, let's talk to Sherry, listening in indie to WXNT. Hey, Sherry. Hello, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
4: I was listening to a caller that you had a little bit ago and uh, when you were talking about slavery and how the Civil Civil War wasn't really necessary, that um, the open market would have taken care of the workers' rights in the workplace, and I'd like to get your take on um, whether or not unions were then necessary, which came into play to get rid of sweatshops and, sweatshops and child labor. And then the advent of the civil rights movement.
2: What so does World the civil movement. rights movement have to do with unions? I'm, I'm trying to uh, help me with that.
4: Well, it's just it seems, it seems to be tied perhaps to the same principle. The unions came in as an organized way of getting rid of something, and then the civil rights movement came in as an organized way of making something better for another class of people or a different type of people. Are you
0: just asking for opinions on on unions? Because I support uh, unions being – people should be able to form a union if they want. The problem comes in when government grants one group or another privileges over another group. So whether it's the government granting the union a privilege or the government granting the business owner a privilege, uh, it's when the government uses its force to sway a a situation or a dispute within a company. uh, That's when I have a problem. So I have no problem with people uh, organizing for their own benefit.
4: So pro-union, but you don't then not, you do not feel that the civil rights movement was necessary.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, no, no. the civil rights movement was um, you know, I mean for goodness sakes, these uh these people put their lives on the line in order to uh to get more rights. Um we're saying that people should be able to organize peacefully, uh, you know, in any way they want.
0: Yeah, I fully support Martin Luther King and uh and you know, Rosa Parks and everybody else that acted in a peaceful manner uh in order to But you also said that um that you were
4: against the government putting one person using their authority to put one people ahead of another person
0: sure yeah Aren't that's you? true
4: and, and and but that yeah. is what people feel is wrong with the civil rights movement but it but it made a way for uh, blacks in some some respects and women and others to get into places that they wouldn't without the government's intercession.
0: I see what you're saying. Uh, So, for instance, uh, you're suggesting that the civil rights movement might have uh, forced a, a business owner to allow people into his business that he didn't want there? Right. I I would agree with that point, that uh, I think business owners who are scumbags and bigots should be free to be scumbags and bigots so I can uh, out them and talk about them publicly and let everybody know that they shouldn't go to those businesses. Ultimately, I don't want to patronize a business that is being run by a bigot because I don't much appreciate those people, and I don't think that uh, forcing people – to do something against their interest, to do something against their will is the right way to, uh, to encourage people to change their minds. I don't think that uh, you – I don't think people are going to change their minds about their whatever bigotry they might have inherited from their parents, for instance, because they're forced to. They're going to change their right. minds because other people are going to maybe ostracize them or tell them how they feel about them and maybe they'll change their minds through persuasion. But I don't tend to think that force is the answer. Do you?
4: I did not, and I'm glad I'm glad to, to get your take on it, to hear your opinion, and the last thing is I'd like to know where I can read more about your way of life, because I just started listening to you guys on the radio, and it's just Excellent. been in the past few days. Well, welcome, Sherry.
0: I'm, I'm glad you're out there, and I'm glad someone. you're open-minded and interested, and you're asking good questions, and I appreciate them. Uh, as far as reading is concerned, I'd recommend that you visit Book freetalklive.com. That's book.freetalklive.com. And that's where you'll uh, have access to a few different books, actually. And one of them is my favorite, which is Healing Our World by Dr. Mary Ruart. And I think you'll find that a very interesting uh, piece. It's available for free. When you go to book.freetalklive.com, you can download it in audiobook form. You can download it in PDF form, in EPUB, or a Kindle form. So there are plenty of different ways to get that, and it's totally free over at book.freetalklive.com. And if you're Brand new to the show, stick with us because we're on there, thankfully, in Indy six nights a week. So uh, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and good luck getting through all the traffic out there this weekend. Uh, so here we go. We continue with you and your calls as we've got Greg on the line listening to WSCFM in Charleston. Greg, go ahead.
12: Good evening, gentlemen. I wanted to go back to something that someone was talking about, uh, the Kennedy assassination. Um, I'm not a believer in conspiracies. I know what happened at the World Trade Center. They weren't blown up. They really came down. But uh, I went into the military in 82, uh, spent a few years there. I'm retired now from the military, former law enforcement here locally in Charleston. And I've learned a lot over the years about munitions. you know, even being in the war, to be able to learn in which direction uh, projectiles are coming from based on if you see uh, some of your fellow soldiers getting hit and that kind of thing. And back in the mid-'90s, I got a, the first chance, you know, to really look at the Zabruda film. There is no way, based on all of the knowledge that I have, again, on projectiles, on munitions, that the fatal shot came from the back when the president's head goes to the left and back. I've never been able to understand it. I, You know, at one point I did try to look at the Warren Commission, tried to read it, you know, once internet was flowing and that kind of thing, and I've never really, you know, continued to pursue it because they say the Harvey Oswald was the lone shooter. But it is impossible based on the knowledge that I have that that shot came from the rear.
0: Now that doesn't allow you to draw any conclusions about what really happened. It's just you, you believe that the, the official story isn't true.
12: The official story can't be true. Just And again, I don't know Grassy nose from on the bridge. I don't know whether Johnson, Cubans, or whatever the case may be. (laughs) But I can get munition experts that trained me that will tell you there is no way the body is going to move in that direction if if that shot you're saying came from the rear. If you notice the first shot, when he grabs his throat, he goes in the proper direction. He goes in the direction in which the projectile came from. He goes forward. He grabs his throat. The next shot that was actually the fatal shot, he goes towards Jackie and towards the back of the car. I, I just, you know, I don't see how it is. You know, I don't want to create no controversy here in America, but it just, it doesn't jive.
0: Greg, thanks for the call. My experience. I appreciate your thoughts tonight. Let's get to Steve on the line in Seattle. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
9: Well, just real quick, this isn't a big earth-shattering thing. It's a weird thing. We We live next door to a judge.
4: Oh, God, I'm sorry.
9: Yeah, I know, and he's a terrible judge, too. He's a, basically a mainstream Republican. And uh, this this was a few months ago. I was trying to find the video to post it online, but I, I can't find it. Um, but they opened up a homeless shelter in another part of the city, uh, and they sort of sprung it on the, the neighborhood. In other words, they got all the permits sort of in secret. And they didn't let the neighborhood know that this homeless shelter was going to open until surprise! that very morning. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: no. and, and so, yeah, neighborhoods, like, surprise, we got a
9: homeless shelter. Yeah, so neighborhoods news, tend
2: to really hate that.
9: <laughs> right. Well, they sent the news crews down uh, to interview people. You know how they do on both sides. Well, What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And they stuck the microphone in one man's face, and it said, Robert, local resident. And he was enraged. He said, you know, they put this right in our, na- in our neighborhood here. We haven't had time to contest it. And I'm looking at this, and I'm... And my wife and I looked at each other and said, "That's our neighbor, the judge. He lived. He had to get in his car and drive forty five minutes to go down and get on t v to pretend." that he lived in that neighborhood so that he could complain about this. And he was wearing these big Yoko Ono sunglasses to sort of disguise his identity. And I, I just couldn't believe <laughs> it. I mean, it's not really an earth-shattering story, but it's just, that's just lunacy, man. <laughs> Very
0: strange, Steve. Thanks for the call. Short on time, enough time for Bobby for the final thoughts for Free Talk Live this evening. Go ahead, Bobby.
17: How you
9: doing tonight,
0: Ian? Go, but we got to go quick. Going, am doing well.
6: All right. Well, look, I won't be able to get into what I want to discuss,
12: and I'll have to do it another time. Well, we've got tomorrow night's show. To it think...
0: starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. You can always call us right then.
12: All right. I can do that. And uh, how long have you been on now?
0: Man, it's been it's a long 10 time. years. Yeah, this, coming up in November will be our 10th full year. So we are into our ninth year at this point, about uh, about nine and a half All years.
5: Right. Well, so, Bobby, call us tomorrow night. If you call right
0: part. at the top of the show, we'll be able to get you in. You'll be able to tell your whole story. And uh, I appreciate your call tonight. We're out of time for this evening, but that's okay. As I mentioned, we do this thing live seven nights a week. So uh, tune in tomorrow night, same time, same place over at freetalklive.com if you can't get us locally. And if you can't, Call your local talk stations and ask them for every night of Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark, thanks for being here. Thanks. See you tomorrow. FreeTalkLive.com. Have a great weekend. Why did you move to the Shire?
18: I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do.
0: I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me like, do this right now.
18: I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be.
0: Immigrating to the Shire
13: was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it.
10: The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that.
0: Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration. And learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.